0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Sports Kings right here on Podbean. We are streaming live here this Friday, January 26, 2024. I will be joined here shortly by my co-host Dustin Pfeiffer as we get you ready for the championship games happening this weekend. Yes, we are down to the Final Four of the NFL, and I hope you are or as excited as we are. See, I can't even get it out because there's just so much excitement knowing that we are going to know by the end of this weekend who's going to be in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Man, it's been a long time getting here. You're talking about a 17-game schedule followed by a grueling playoff series starting with the wildcard weekend Division rounds and here we are now in the championship round so all right hey the show is brought to you by thescore.com okay download the app follow your favorite teams favorite sports and get your daily scores and sports updates okay so all right no mean gene show today because we knew Dustin Pfeiffer would be joining and we would be talking about some of the same topics. Anyway, so sorry. The Mean Gene Show will be on Monday. And I will have a special guest. CBS Sports senior writer Brian Diardo is going to join me. And we are going to break down the NFL championship games. Okay? Cannot wait. Whatever happens Sunday, me and Brian Diardo, we're going to talk about that on the Mean Gene Show Monday. So make sure you tune in on uh Monday, so we will be talking about that. Okay, so cannot wait uh, to to have that uh, interview. So anyway, all right. So while we're waiting for Dustin, okay, a uh, lot of coaching changes happening. We're gonna get into that a little bit later, and of course, we're gonna break down these matchups here between the Baltimore Ravens, of course, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, Chiefs in a familiar territory. And look here, I mean, this is just one of those things that uh, Andy Reid, man, cannot wait. Uh, and wait a minute, I think we have Dustin on, Dustin Pfeiffer joining us, folks from Belly Sports Southeast, covers the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. Hey, Dustin, what's up, man?
1: Mean Gene, what's going on, man? Glad to be on with you. Uh, big sports weekend coming up, and we got a lot to talk about.
0: Hey, let's let's jump right on into it, man, because we. Whew, I tell you what, uh, 17 weeks, Dustin, we, we've we been on this stuff, you know, each and every week on our NFL weekly countdown show. We we jumped on the wild card weekend. We got through the divisional rounds and here we are now um, at championship weekend. I know you're excited.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know if we could ask for two better games going into championship weekend and it, it's been a great playoffs. And like you said, it's been a very fast, a whirlwind season and it, it's crazy to think that we're down to the last four teams. Um, but I don't know if we, when you're talking matchups, I mean, we're, we're talking the two number one seeds still alive. We're talking the defending champs. We're talking a team that hasn't made a run like this in maybe forever. There's just so many storylines going into it and it, it's going to make for a great weekend.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's what keeps things exciting, man. There's never a boring moment when you're talking NFL football. So now, look, we're also going to be talking more than just football because we didn't do a Mean Jeans show because we knew the Sports Kings wanted to get in on some of these other topics, meaning uh, NFL coaching news. We're going to be talking about that today and uh, including what's happening there in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know you can't wait to talk about the Panthers' new hire. Uh, we're also going to, of course, get into – the NFL championship games this week, and we will get into some NBA action, a lot of NBA news going on there. So uh, it's going to be one of those great shows. So you are uh, tuning in at the right time. And if, of course, if you miss any of this show, you can always catch the podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But, hey, uh, Dustin, let's kind of just jump right on into uh, the, the hot topics there with the Carolina Panthers hiring. Um the, the Bucs, uh, Canales is the head coach there. I mean, that, uh, quite a shock there.
1: Yeah, I think definitely people will take it as a surprise. Here in Carolina, it, it may not come as much as a surprise because we kind of heard the rumbling, some of the writings on the wall that Canales was a guy that the Panthers were interested in. Uh, it wasn't a guy who got a, a ton of inter- interviews around the league, Gene, but he he is a, a, a well-respected guy, um, the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can see the success that he had with Baker Mayfield last year. He's also been one of the guys that was instrumental in getting Geno Smith turned around in Seattle when everybody thought that his career was just going to be a backup quarterback. And he was also there uh way back. Uh maybe not, you know, not as a coordinator, but as an assistant coach when Russell Wilson was there and they had that success. So he he's had a lot of history with success of quarterbacks. And obviously that was one of the big things the Panthers were looking for this offseason season is, is a guy that can come in and, and, and get Bryce young playing the way that everybody thinks he can play when he came out of Alabama. So that was big on the Panthers radar. And, Let's not forget the Panthers hired Dan Morgan as their general manager and president of football operations. So um, there's a connection there because Dan Morgan worked with uh, Canales in Seattle. So a lot of connections there. I know it's a, a young guy who maybe hasn't proved it as a head coach yet. But if people remember, Gene, the last three years, the Panthers have really went a number of ways in coaches. They went to a college coach in Matt Rule. Then they went to a, a, a coach who has been in the league before, and as a veteran coach and Frank Wright. And neither one of those situations worked out. So I think they finally wanted to find this young and up-and-coming guy that even though he may not have a ton of experience as a coordinator or a head coach, he's been in the league for a long time as an assistant coach. He's respected. He's got great energy. He's got great create creativity when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And I think that was the number one thing they were looking at. And so they go with Dave Canales. So – it obviously in Carolina it's always going to be a wait and see with how this has gone or Dave Tepper has been a disaster so I don't think anybody's going to sit here and make any predictions until they see it happen on the field but I think there are some things to get excited about with Dave Canales a ton of former players have, have come out and talked about the energy the positivity the creativity that this guy brings so I'm excited for that and now it'll be interesting to see how he builds his staff out I will make one note Gene that I think the biggest thing I'm looking for now, and I think this is going to happen unless he gets a head coaching job and there's only two left, is keeping Avero uh, as the defensive coordinator in Carolina. He had that team, even though Carolina won two games last year, he had them as a top five defense. And he's uh, probably one of the best coordinators in the league and expected to get a head coaching job soon. He's interviewed multiple places this year. And so if they can keep him to keep that defense under control while Canales handles the offense, I kind of like that pairing going forward and we'll see what happens in Carolina.
0: Well, you know, I must admit, Dustin, that I was a little shocked, you know, uh, at first because, look, I know you know more about this guy. And, look, and I did see his body of work with Baker Mayfield. I mean, man, we have have given Baker Mayfield a lot of love uh, this year and just the turnaround and what he was able to do with a Baker Mayfield. So it does make sense when you look at, you know, uh, Bryce Young and the struggles that he had this year you know uh, uh, 11 touchdowns 10 interceptions you know uh, on 59.8% of his passing in those yeah. 16 games so I get it I get where you know you are really trying to dissect this and really you got to make this number one pick be worth it okay so yeah. you go get a guy that can really fix this problem so if he can do this with you know Baker Mayfield Uh, uh, another, you know, number one pick from from years ago and really dissect this because I know the Panthers don't want uh, Bryce Young to be a bust there. So, I mean, I get this. And like you said, if you can keep some of the other coaches, position coaches there, then, you know, you're looking at something. So the six-year deal kind of threw me off a little (laughs) bit, but I guess, you know, you really have to, you know, I mean, Canellas probably don't take this if it's, you know, two, three-year deal. So, I mean, I kind of get it.
1: Well, listen, and you made a great point there, and I think that's that's a point that Panthers fans and, and fans around the league have to kind of take into account is, let's be honest, Gene, I'm here in Carolina. This job, and think about how many jobs that were open, this job is probably not the most coveted job out there. I know they have Bryce Young and a lot of guys like him, so that does you know make it a little more interesting. But when you have jobs like Washington and the picks that they have, um atlanta who's got a great defense that was close to the playoffs and then you, you look at other seattles who still hasn't hired a coach yet, but all these other these other places that hire people you know panthers were probably a little bit down on the list so it's not like they were just going to go out there and get the number one guy off the market a, a harbaugh or a ben johnson because i know the i know the ben johnson probably was the panthers first choice but when he's one of the most coveted coaches in the league He's going to have his choice, and Carolina probably, unfortunately, was not going to be yet. It looks like Washington um, is is kind of the tea leaves, and everybody's saying he's going to go there. So you kind of got to take that into account that maybe they weren't going to get a top guy, but in the six years means nothing to me, Gene. I mean, how, how many coaches has, has David Tepper fired or moved on from? <laughs> the, the years yeah. mean nothing to me. Yeah, it, it, you just got to go out there and produce. And I'm – Regardless, they could have hired Vince Lombardi, Gene, and I'm not going to I'm not going to believe anything in Carolina until I start seeing some results on the field. So let's not act like Canales, even though he may come in and do a great job that he's going to get this turnaround immediately. It's a whole organizational thing. It's not just the coaching Dan Morgan, who they they hire, which is a little weird gene that they hire from within. Uh, to go with the assistant GM who was on staff with Fitterer, who made a lot of mistakes these last three years. Um, they went with them to hire Dan Morgan. Now, let's be fair, he was in Buffalo. He was in Seattle when they had winning season, so he does have a history of helping build good football teams. But it's going to be a partnership between Dan Morgan and Canales and Tepper. Hopefully Tepper takes a step back and lets them build the football team. But you're right. Bryce Young's there, but it's going to take a coaching staff who hopefully has creativity with Canales, but it's also going to take the front office building the weapons around them the right way to make this team successful. So still a lot of work to do in Carolina, and we'll see what happens going forward.
0: And look, and some of the positives here, look, when you look at Baker Mayfield's numbers this year, they all represented career highs. You know, yeah. when you look at the yardage, touchdowns, completion percentages. So this is good. And, and then, let's be as completely as,
1: honest, Gene. We thought Baker Mayfield's career was almost over. We, we I mean, did. We, we really did. did. And Geno Smith. I mean, both of those yes. guys we thought had nothing. And look at what they've done now. And Canales was on both of those staffs.
0: On the field and off the field, we applauded Baker Mayfield because we saw this guy being more humble. And yeah. look, no off-the-field issues. He said all the right things, and he did all the right things. So, look. That had to be something that Canellas has to take credit for as well. And then as far as the assistant uh, guy there, look, sometimes you have a different philosophy. Who yeah. knew this guy may not have been on the same page with the, uh, with the with the other GM. And and you can go in there and convince Tepper, hey, this is my outlook and how I yeah. see things. So, I mean, th- those things happen so good that he kept someone in-house. Sometimes you you have to mix it all in. You know, uh, and, and just not shake up the whole thing. So maybe this is. A good and I do direction. have some
1: sources that that say that there were some decisions that Scott Fitterer made that that Dan Morgan necessarily didn't agree with. One of them was um one of them was the Brian Burns situation and how mm-hmm. he, it has not been handled quickly with getting him either either getting him a contract or getting him traded to get something in value for him. That situation has not been handled, and now that's a situation we got to take care of going into the off season. And then another one is they after trading up to get the number one pick they continued to trade up in the second and third rounds and took guys that, that have not even produced. And so, like mm. you said, it's different philosophy. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And don't it forget, I, I say it again, Dan Morgan was in Buffalo and helped build what they currently have now. And was also in Seattle when they were winning, winning that Super Bowl. Um, he was an assistant, but he was also in Seattle when they were building that team with the Legion of Boom and everything like that. So he has a history, and he also, we know, was one of the best linebackers to play football when he was healthy. So he's got that football background. So there are some exciting things to be to have about Dan Morgan being in the front office.
0: Hey, look, we have different philosophies on the Sports Kings because I still believe Carson Wentz is the man. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Gene. Don't do it. That's why you're not a general manager in the NFL,
0: Boy, you know it. They would never hire me. Hey, look here. Speaking of hire, how about the Falcons now? Look, not only is the hire interesting, but the whole drama surrounding the hire is even more interesting. Okay, so the Falcons hired Los Angeles Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their next head coach. Okay, so look, we're happy about Raheem Morris because, look, people love this guy. They love him in Tampa. They love him. And, and uh, you know, and he's been in Atlanta. So this is familiar, familiar territory, yeah. but they love them uh, in L.A. But that's just not the big story, though. And I'm really happy for this guy. The big story is the snub of Bill Belichick. Because, look, uh, Dustin, it was reported that the Falcons were not even interviewing anyone else but Bill yeah. Belichick. So what happened? To where Raheem Morris just catapulted all the way up to getting the job as the coach of the Falcons.
1: Yeah, listen, when you when you said <laughs> a, a shock for the Panthers hire, I, I was even more shocked for the Atlanta hire. And that and again, what you just said that has nothing to do with Raheem Morris. He no, is a, not a, at all a, a, a great coach in the league who has been around the NFL for a long time, been a head coach. You just mentioned that he was the interim head coach in Atlanta for a little bit when that happened. And, you know, you've had guys like Jalen Ramsey come out and say that that there's not another coach that he'd want to play for. That's how much they believe in this guy. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing about Raheem Morris. It's just like you said. Even though Atlanta was doing some of these interviews, all eyes pointed to Bill Belichick. They they, they were the first one to interview him. They interviewed him a second time. Arthur had said that that was who he had eyes on all along. And so it just completely shocked me that they had two interviews with Bill Belichick and felt that strongly about him. And then all of a sudden said, you know what? we're going to go in a different direction. And who knows, maybe they just didn't see eye to eye on things on how much control Bill Belichick wanted or or how he wanted to run his system. I have no idea, but I I am completely shocked that Bill Belichick didn't end up in Atlanta. And the bigger thing about this, Gene, is what we just mentioned to start the show, there's only two openings left. And one of them for Washington seems to be penciled in for Ben Johnson when he gets done coaching the Lions in the playoffs. That leaves Seattle where Seattle seems like they are really into Dan Quinn, and also Bill Belichick has said he kind of wants to stay on the East Coast, it's looking more and more likely that what we call the greatest coach or one of the greatest coaches of all time is not going to be coaching in the NFL in 2024.
0: Yeah, it looks that way, and if he sets out, he's going to be a year older this time next year. We don't know what openings are going to be there, and you just got to think that this could be the end. of a a long career because i think this was the job that he probably wanted and what made this even more confusing give it up to art the blank man how many owners that just really don't uh, how many owners do you know that listen to their staff because apparently the organization wanted someone in the organization spoke up and said hey no uh we're not comfortable with Belichick and and he's going to want to come in here and want more power. We always knew that, you know, although he was willing to give up that power to stay in New England. But if he he was going to go somewhere else, Dustin, he wanted that power because look, look what he was bringing to the table. But Arthur Blank wanted him, but someone in the organization didn't. And Arthur Blank sided with his organization, which is, man, that is something you don't see often.
1: Yeah, and I I think you hit the nail on the head. This is everybody can – some people might sit back and go, okay, well, Bill Belichick is not going to coach this year. What A year off may not hurt a guy to take a year off as much as he's been coaching. But this isn't a, hey, when we talked about Mike Tomlin taking a year off and coming back and coaching some of these Mm -hmm. other guys. This is a 72-year-old guy who is trying to get to that win record, still sounds like he wants to coach, but taking a year off, doesn't really do anything for bill belichick all it does honestly gene like what you said is push him further away from the game at his age yeah and if he gets up there to his house in nantucket or wherever these vacation homes he has he could sit back and go you know what i've got nothing else to prove i'm kind of liking this this life of retired mm-hmm. and, and enjoying myself and my family and and, it, and we have to really talk about the reality that this this could be the end of bill belichick yeah. as the head coach in the nfl not because he he couldn't do it just because either A, he, the age is getting up there and he doesn't want to do it anymore and he's got nothing to prove. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like he wants to coach that that that, that win record so close, Gene. You know he wants to
0: get it. I know.
1: But when you take a year off, we've seen a perfect example, and this guy was even younger than Bill Belichick, was Bill Cowher. Took a year off, went to TV. Everybody said, oh, Bill <laughs> Cowher's coming back. And how many years now has it been, Gene, and Bill oh, Cowher's still on TV and it's, never came yeah. back to coach
0: and aging every day, man. Look, you yep. know, love that guy, but oh yeah, he's not going back. I mean, it was rumored as 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 much as five years ago that you know, he listen. Would come it's a, back there's to... a
1: rumor every year in Carolina <laughs> that he's going to come back because his daughter went to NC State yeah. and he has a house in Raleigh. And so every time the Panthers have a head coaching opening, which is every year now, they say, right. oh, how about Bill Carroll, even all these years later? No way. You know, it's not just
0: not going to happen. You, yeah. I mean, that comfort zone is there and he's comfortable in that chair, that middle chair on CBS. And he's not going anywhere. And look, I tell you what, the networks, man, I don't know who's going to come swarming. To get this Somebody guy, is. but you got a a wealth of knowledge, and I yeah. just think and, and, and look, man, it's not a bad place to be for Bill Belichick. But I know let's he but be-
1: let's end it by giving Raheem Morris again his credit. That yes, he, uh, yes, you, to be you, you're coach. absolutely he, right. It look guy- He had two interviews with Carolina as well. They they liked him a lot. And so it wasn't like it's just one team saying, "Hey, we're going to go with this guy." No, he, he was going to get a head coaching job somewhere, and he's earned it. And we'll, and hopefully, not for my sake because he's in our division, team, But you mm-hmm. know, we wish him the best of success as a head coach.
0: The, the the balance that that that, and you can see what the organization may have. You know, he has a, a defensive background, so I'm hoping that their offense is somewhat intact, and I hope that whoever is going to be the the OC there is going to get more out of that, uh, offense than Arthur Smith did. But, you know, when you look at the defensive side, this is his specialty. And hopefully we'll see that, that defense, because I think that's probably what held them back this year. So yeah. we should see, we should see, you know, it's going to make it interesting there for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they got their guy. And, uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I tell you what, uh, um, the, the NFC South is going to be one to watch next year, but uh, congratulations to to uh, Raheem Marsh. So, um, uh, the Chargers, okay, the <laughs> Chargers, and I talked about this on the Mean Gene show, you know, a team that was just sitting there waiting, and it just looked like all along that uh, Jim Harbaugh was just playing the odds whether yeah. you know, Michigan was trying to throw him, you know, $11.5 million was going to make him the highest paid coach in college basketball, uh, college football, and yeah. um. You know, he weighed the options, and you got a a ready-made, successful team in the Chargers. And so he chose to go with the Chargers, and now the Chargers should be somewhat competitive. Hey, Dustin, how do you like Jim Harbaugh, uh, Sean Payton, Andy Reid? And then 20-year-old Pierce in that AFC West now.
1: That, that, that's not a bad. That's not a bad coaching <laughs> tree in that division. No. And listen, I, I we I think we all know John uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers was probably the worst kept secret that was out there. Yeah, we, we we knew we knew Harbaugh wanted to go back to the NFL, and it just seemed like LA had his sights on them from the start and lined up um, perfect situation to come in with a quarterback who's ready to win now, and so it, it lines up perfectly for them. So. You got to give them, um, you know, a lot of credit for going and getting their guy. And listen, you just mentioned that division. Like that's what LA is hoping for. It's not a time to hey, let's take a couple years and get this thing together. It's a hey, we're ready to win now. We're ready to compete with the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos, those coaches in this division. Like we want to win now with Justin Herbert. So we're gonna see uh, Harbaugh come in, and he's had success, obviously, at college and the NFL level um, at the highest degree. So I expect him to come in and make this team a winner. I don't know if it'll be right away in year one. I think you will see improvements. I just don't know if you'll see that deep run right away in year one because of that tough division and because they've got a lot of questions to answer, um, you know, with the salary cap and with, with building guys around them. So, But I do think it's a great hire. I think Harbaugh, even though he did win a national championship in Michigan, he's always been an NFL guy. Um, and of course, he didn't want to hang around Michigan, Gene, and, and see what's going to happen with all those violations and stuff that's happened with the with this scandal. Yeah. So he, he's clear of that he's back in the NFL. And um, listen, it, it makes for more interesting storylines for us to cover each week. And him being on one of the biggest scenes in L.A. is only going to only going to heighten that.
0: And I believe the Chargers only had to pay what, like one point five million, to get them out of the the contract, which was yeah, surprise, that's lot. not more. Yeah, yeah, I, I am really surprised that it wasn't more. So, and 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 look at this now. I'm concerned here. Look, the identity of the Chargers. I think having Harbaugh come in, he could change the identity of the Chargers because, as you know, I always make fun of the Chargers and say they have no fans in L. A. You know, we know it's a Rams town. Okay, and. I wish that Dean Spanos and somehow the city of San Diego would make amends and move that team back down there. I know it's wishful thinking, but I tell you what, now you have two polarizing coaches in the same building, you know, and I tell you what, people forget and some folks don't even remember how successful jim harbaugh was in the nfc coaching those 49ers man yeah. and i tell you what the Chargers, boy they will be back and i think as we look at andy Reid, and who knows i know i called for his retirement a couple of weeks ago it did happen but andy Reid is now the the oldest coach in the nfl am i correct i think now that uh pete carroll and, and belichick are out i think andy Reid is now the oldest one at 65 so, uh, look, man, I tell you what, the future is going to look bright for Jim Harbaugh.
1: It is. And, and, and again, he's going to come in and want to get to work right away. Um, he, he He's a winner. He Everywhere he's gone, he's built it up the correct way. Let's not forget he even did it at Stanford um, in college before he did it in Michigan. Um, you know, And then he did it with the San Francisco 49ers, getting into the Super Bowl against his brother. And, I mean, it, it's going to be, again, it's going to be fun to watch. He's going to come in right away and and again i'm not sure how deep they'll go year one but he's got the intentions to come in with justin herbert and make them a playoff team right away so it, it, that division is going to be fun to watch to see what happens with andy Reid. who knows gene like you said if he goes out on top and and wins another super bowl there's a chance he could he mm-hmm. could hang him up that's going to be an uh, interesting storyline uh, yeah, so yeah. a lot to look at going forward with that
0: hey somewhere sean payton is going damn it damn it damn it he's beating <laughs> on the desk we can't even hear it but i know that uh, he's got to be feeling some of that. And, and, that and i got to job- be honest
1: with you, depending on that quarterback situation in Denver, Gene, because obviously mm-hmm. it sounds like something's going to happen with Russell Wilson. Um, they could end up being the worst team in that division um, because the Raiders, even though, you know, they got to figure out their quarterback spot as well. Mm-hmm. they they Antonio Pierce has already got those guys bought into him. And if they can get a quarterback and they still got guys like Devontae Adams and some other guys like that, the, the Broncos could be at the bottom looking up, um, and like you said, I know Sean Payton did not envision that when he took the job.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't, and, and his job just got tough respect, believe me, with, with Harbaugh in that division because I, I could see the, 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 the torch being passed from Andy Reid <laughs> to, to Jim Harbaugh real yeah. soon. All right. Uh, well, hey, let's kind of go back and look at what happened here. Look, we, we did get a chance to talk about our wildcard card weekend because we both stunk it up. But man, you made up for it in the divisional rounds. Yeah, you went perfect. OK, because your four teams that are playing this weekend are the four teams that won in divisional rounds, which made you 4-0. and I was 3-1, and the one team that I thought would make it, didn't. And believe me, I ripped them off all last week on the mean gene show right and that's the buffalo bills uh (laughs) dustin i don't know if i can say again about that damn window of opportunity i don't know i don't know i i I kept waiting to see what they were going to do with sean mcdermott because this seems to be the year of the coaching carousel but buffalo ruined an opportunity that damn kicker! I don't know what you can do. You kick in that stadium. You know that stadium. You know the win. Then they build
1: a new stadium around the kicker and the win. <laughs> I believe. I believe so. I believe so. Listen, I, I, I think you broke up a little bit. Could, could you repeat my record one more time for the games last weekend? <laughs> oh, I didn't break up. You heard me. I it think it was, was that four. four
0: four and oh yeah, okay. which means that you have the exact four teams that are playing this week
1: that's okay, right and listen which, listen <laughs> let, yeah let, let me just say to the bills you're right it, gene it I, and you probably said this on the mean gene show if not now when if not now when you have the kansas city chiefs the defending champions in your own building oh, when you're one of the hottest teams in the nfl if you can't upset that team now win. And unfortunately for Bill's fans, I know they don't want to hear it. And I know how die hard the answer, don't come after me. But you have to say that the Kansas City Chiefs own you because that's what has happened the last few years in the playoffs. And it was just another opportunity. Listen, the game was exactly how I thought it was going to be. When these teams play, it's a classic. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to come down to the wire and which quarterback can make a play late in the game. And yes, they did. Josh Allen did get them in field goal range, but there were some throws that were missed. There were some mistakes that were made. Stefan Diggs, was he even on the field, Gene? He disappeared. He dropped a bomb that could have set up to made the difference of the game that Josh Allen threw to him. I mean, just so many things you can go over. You go back to the kicker. It, it's just, I know Bill's fans are like, I can't believe this is happening again. And, and we go back to the thing you said, Gene. Josh Allen is still young, so he's still going to be there. So they're still going to have a chance. But when we're talking about that Super Bowl window it definitely is starting to close some. And I know with Josh Allen, again, I'm going to say it one more time, you always have a chance because he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But they've got so many questions this offseason, whether it's Stephon Diggs. I do not expect him to be in Buffalo anymore. That relationship is soured and done. Yeah. Um, and it just showed by his play on the field. Gabe Davis, who they did miss in that game with an injury, That's is a true. free agent. He's one of their big play wide receivers. Um, and you've got Von Miller, who's making probably the most money on the team who looks like he's not the same player coming off an ACL injury. So they've got so many questions to answer. Is Sean McDermott that guy that can get him over the hump? Because that question has to be asked. If he remains the coach, I think he has one of the hottest seats going into next year. He has to. It's just just so many questions about Buffalo, and that's got to suck for a team who, has that many questions, but also looks on the other side and knows how close they actually are, and they just
0: well, can't get over that. I, I mean, because look, you did everything you needed to do. You beat Miami in the last game of the season to get that number two seed. You get yeah. you, you host that game at home. You make Kansas City come to your place, yeah. you know. And 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 although the weather, you know, not not a factor because you both, you know, used to that the, the, that environment. But man, the kicker, good lord, how many times you're going to be hunted back? By- yeah, that wasn't even kicking. close either yeah. not even close but look if, if when McDermott meets with ownership man they're gonna look this guy in the eye Dustin and they have to say you have to win with this quarterback because they're not gonna get rid of Josh Allen you yeah. have to win with this guy and look I honestly think because Josh Allen is up for you know, maybe league MVP. He he did everything. Look, anytime you see quarterbacks running up and down, and I, I would never get this memory out of my, 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 <laughs> my head of him running 52 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I mean, the guy tried to do everything he could, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I think McDermott and the OC or, you know, somebody has to take accountability. When you got a talent like that on the field, Dustin, you have to win with him.
1: Yeah, no no you absolutely do and that's why listen there's been no news of what's going to happen with Sean McDermott Sean McDermott it appears that he will be back next year but I I'm gonna, I'm going to throw out one crazy story that I heard you know I want to see what you think I heard that if the the Bills did decide hey you know what McDermott he he's got us to this point he obviously wins but he can't get us over the hump we're going to go in a different direction This, to me, I've heard his story that this could be the last place that maybe Bill Belichick has a chance to go to. That you get rid of McDermott, you bring in Bill Belichick, he stays up north, he stays in the same division so he can actually take it to the Patriots, even though him and Bob Kraft want to make it sound like they ended on good terms, you know they both were ready to go their separate ways. He can stay in that division, he's got a quarterback that he's ready to win now. He can win and get to, that, get to that record of the coaching record and has a chance to take the Buffalo Bills on a deep run. What do you think about possibility of that happening? And if let's say they did at some point in the next couple of weeks in this offseason, say McDermott, we're going in a different direction. What do you think about that?
0: Uh, I, I think, good, good, good. thank you, thank you,
1: thank
0: you. I think <laughs> it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea and i think if you mcdermott boy you got to be nervous about it actually happening and if it's going to happen it has to happen quick of course now look it's off season for both the patriots well well, patriots don't matter anymore but it's off season for the bills and belichick is available uh and we've seen these late uh last minute firings too you know just when you think everything is clear next thing you know wow, a month later Hey, McDermott is fired. I mean, they, it could happen, man. That would be scary for. That would be scary for Miami because Miami would be done. <laughs> Everybody in that division, the Jets. It wouldn't make a difference if Aaron Rodgers came back because they would be done. If you let Belichick go in there and just kind of just take over that team, it's over. I mean, I think it would be. Yeah, I mean, he could probably look at getting another Super Bowl and not to mention get those wins. I, I mean. Hey, uh, uh, you giving them some ideas, Dustin? That's what it sounds. Hey, like. Hey, listen,
1: that, that's just that's just some <laughs> of the tea leaves that I've heard, and again, it's no no sources that have actually confirmed anything. It's just some of these coaching rumors, and again, we we've heard nothing of the fact that Sean McDermott is going to be out. But Gene, let's not act like in the past we haven't seen where it's been all quiet for the first week or two that's after true. a, a that's playoff true. loss, and then they decided to go in a different direction. You're right; it has to happen soon if they're going to do it. Yeah. But sometimes that silence. It's not just, oh, he's going to come back. Sometimes that silence is they're sitting back going, do we really need to make this change? And so it, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens in the next couple and, of
0: weeks. And you know who might have the last say-so is 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 Josh Allen. I mean, if Josh Allen True. feels anyway, you know how much clout these players have if he feels that, man, look, hey, Josh, you've been working on the Sean, uh for a while. I mean, do you think, yeah. is, is he can he get you over the hump? Because I don't see it, man. I don't and see for
1: all the people who say oh well they wouldn't get rid of McDermott he they win the division every year they win 12 games every year. Did you just see what happened in the NBA with the coach who was 30 and 13 and they fired him? The world we live in now Gina is not just about winning these regular season games. Yeah. These teams are looking for for coaches to take them to that next step to a championship. Yes. And and yes. so we've seen a number of times again where these these we've seen coaches of the year fired after i mean yeah. it, it, it's just the world that we live in in
0: the nfl and in sports <laughs> Where are Buden, was a coach <laughs> of the year and coach an nba year. champion
1: exactly <laughs> it, it, it can fire. happen at any time exactly <laughs> so
0: it's just crazy but yeah so that's going to be something to keep an eye on but hey uh as we get ready here folks for the big weekend here you know both games are going to be taking place uh on sunday and look yeah the first game of course is going to be the chiefs uh at baltimore then uh followed by the second game which would be the lions at the 49ers so all right uh well i mean look i've teased everybody all week and told them <laughs> that me and you were going to be breaking these games down dustin so are you ready to get in here and 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 and, and jump in
1: Hey, listen! I'm ready to do it after a four and a week. I- I'm feeling good about heading into this week's games. You know, I'm going to say that as many times as I can. I know it. I, look, yeah,
0: game. yeah. This was perfect. This is perfect for you. I'm not, Look, I'm not going to take that away from you. Okay, so look. You know, I think we both had an opportunity to get on uh, the coaches' quarters. I, that's our uh, colleague and friend Jacob Meadows' show. I was on Jacob's yeah. show uh last night and I think you were on early in the week. So now mm-hmm. Jacob tried to get me to make a pick here between the Chiefs and 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 the uh and the Ravens. And I couldn't do it because I knew I had to do it. I didn't want to, you know, give my pick away uh until we actually got a chance to do it. So I had to okay. really pump up both teams yesterday. But we're gonna get in here because this is really tough though because, you know uh and breaking this down you know i did tell jacob yesterday on his show that man andy Reid and the chiefs are in uh in a good position they're where they you know they're in yeah. familiar territory i know they're on the road but they're still in an afc championship game and this is something i know baltimore's been there before but this team hasn't been there this particular yeah. team but andy reed kelsey and 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 mahomes i mean they have been there dustin so Uh, whether they're on the road or not they are a big threat going into this game on Sunday
1: yeah they are which is which is one of the reasons I I like them in Buffalo last week because all of these people who want to sit out there and say oh well you know Mahomes is finally going to have to go on the road and this is going to be different for him do we forget that he is the best quarterback in the NFL for the last however many years and at this rate is on pace to go down as one of the best ever I mean the road is not going to face him. I know they like it, – it does help being in Kansas City for a lot of these AFC championship games, but I think they like this opportunity, Gene, to embrace this, to be finally considered an underdog, which they again will be considered this week, to to have everybody, you know, the team together as one, uh, going up against everybody who thinks they can't win. They didn't think they could go into Buffalo and win. didn't think they could go into Baltimore and win this weekend. I think they're embracing that. And I also think – who knows, Gene, what the motivation is – on the background. Obviously they wanna win another Super Bowl, but it might be what you talked about. Maybe they do know Andy Reed is is close to saying, Hey, I'm done and they wanna send him out on a high note. There's so much motivation yeah, that they have. Yeah. And so I, I like the situation that they're in. Obviously listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slight Baltimore because I gotta be honest with you, I think we both thought that Texans and Ravens game was going to be a lot closer than it was. And it was for the first half. But the second half, yeah, Baltimore yeah. just completely blitzed them. And I, I did not see that coming. And so you've got to give them a ton of credit with how they're playing. This is the first time they can probably say in a couple of years, Gene, that they have an AFC Championship home game. They have Lamar Jackson, who is actually healthy in the playoffs. Um, and and weapons to go around them so I think they're feeling great as well about their situation and I just the same thing I said about the Bills and the Chiefs being the game of the weekend I really feel like this ravens chiefs game is going to be an absolute classic on Sunday.
0: Well look you're talking about hey the Chiefs when I say familiar territory what I mean folks is that six straight afc championship game second longest streak in nfl history and they are trying to get to their fourth super bowl in the past five years Ooh. if that ain't uh domination i don't know what is and that's not you know taking anything away and, and andy Reid, a threat on, you know on the sidelines 24 yeah. career playoff wins second most ever by head coach and he is appearing in his 11th championship game so look man th- th- this is some real stuff here and even on and that bottom. Baltimore- and
1: this is that championship gene where if they get this one and get number three mm-hmm. that's when you start using that dynasty word like we always say okay yeah a team wins yeah. one and if they even win two in a couple of years they're really building it but if you get that third and whatever it is a five or six year span that's where you're really talking about a dynasty
0: yeah. And, and, and believe me, man, I mean, and this is why Kansas Kansas city is not to be taken lightly here in this game. And I know they're three seed, but man, I tell you what, I have a feeling that one of these number one seeds are going to go down this week because yeah. you know, it's only happened, what, 13 times that uh, both number one seeds have made it. And we're talking about of all the, uh, the championship games, 13 times you, you would think yeah. that, man, it would happen all the time. I mean, just like in college basketball, you don't know, get the four the four number one seeds don't always make it there, you know. Absolutely. And that's why you, you play this game here. So uh, and on the Baltimore side here, they're hosting this AFC Championship game for the first time ever. And then yeah. they're trying to get to their third Super Bowl. Uh, and they've had a, a Russian offense this year that's that's been putting up about 156 hundred and fifty uh six yards uh uh on on the ground so i mean um man it's time to get in here and make a pick between the ravens and the chiefs
1: dustin so who do you like listen we we talk about these quarterbacks and obviously (laughs) i think it will come down to, to which quarterback can make a play against these defenses but to me the headline is the defenses and again I said this last week about the Chiefs Gene. everybody talks about all oh, Kansas City's offense is not the same. Obviously they have Kelsey, but they don't have these big big play weapons like tight Ty- when they used to have Tyreek Hill. The difference is this is the best defense that Mahomes has played with. And I know I know the Bills did move the ball some, but but the but the Chiefs made plays when they needed to on defense to win that game. And I just continue to like the defense, and I think the flip side, Baltimore's defense has obviously been one of the best in the league. So I honestly think even though we talk, about the quarterbacks are going to be the headlines, it's going to come down to which defense can can make the plays to get these quarterbacks off the field. And I rode with them last week, Gene, and I'm going to do it again. I know this is a a perfect Mm -hmm. setup for Baltimore to host their first AFC championship game and have Lamar probably the MVP of the league playing at a high level, but I'm going to take the Chiefs I think their defense and their defensive line and uh, Spagnola's scheme is going to be enough to to kind of slow down Lamar's legs. Uh, Houston did not do that enough last week, and I think they're going to be able to scheme to do that. And, again, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes until he shows me that he's going to come up short and I I am taking I talk I saw, I saw one the one thing I love Gene is I saw Kelsey get back to Travis Kelsey last week and that's what I want to continue to see and I'm gonna take the chiefs to win this game kind of like last week in Buffalo probably gonna win by three points and it's going to come down to the last few seconds of the game
0: well I tell you what um looking at this rushing attack here and i I think the chiefs need to be careful and not be fooled here because look. If Mark Andrews is coming back, and it seems like he's going to make That's his true. first appearance since Week Eleven, so you're going to give you're going to give Lamar Jackson uh, uh, both weapons there at the tight end position yeah. with likely yeah, and Andrews. Well too, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I don't think the run game is going to be much of a factor. So that defense uh, needs to be prepared for the pass and the run, and and they need to be, you know. But I think George Koloftis, you know, this guy's really been getting getting at these quarterbacks here. Uh, I mean, man, 10 and a half sacks this year. So I think, and, and, you know, I think they're going to be coming at Lamar Jackson. I think they know that the key to their success is going to be attacking Lamar Jackson. And I think they're going to do that. So now, look, you know that I can never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> pull for the Baltimore Ravens under no circumstances. And But I'm really trying to do this you know, the right way here. But I think, look, I'm an Andy Reid guy. I, I love Andy Reid. And I just think, man, i like to see Andy Reid go out on top. Uh, I couldn't pick them last week because I was so invested in the Buffalo Bills. You were. Uh, you are. You know, but I this, this week I cannot go against the Chiefs because I think Andy Reid is going to put together a game plan for the ages. I mean, if this guy is going to retire, uh, which I do believe is going to happen, uh This year, I just feel it, you know, but I yeah. think that the Chiefs are going to go up there and, and take the game away from Lamar Jackson, because if you take it away from him, there is no way that they are going, going to win. I just don't think so. I'm going to take the Chiefs in a close game. I mean, they could come down to to a uh, a, a field goal, you know, and and and, and, it's, and it's not like that hasn't happened before you yeah. know
1: and let's not forget we talk about <laughs> buffalo and that kicker missing these are two of the best kickers in the league so oh yeah Tucker you got two, and two Buster, at the top yeah, yeah that, that's going to be a key factor as well man I, so I, I, I i'm still riding with the chiefs but i, I don't feel good that, that you picked the same thing as i did i'm, not, I'm no I'm no no
0: I, I mean look i look i've been waiting <laughs> the the pick the Chiefs, I just couldn't do it. You I know, know. I, I, there was no way I could go against Buffalo, I, exactly. especially when I had them going to the Super Bowl. I, you're, you're right. You know, so I had to go all the way Buffalo until they they're out of there now. So I got to go with Andy Reid now to 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 beat these Ravens here, and uh, so now that brings us to this next game here. So we both picking a three seed to get in, and yeah. um, and now we're going to look at this NFC championship game with the Detroit Lions going all the way to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers here, the number one Mm -hmm. seed. So Detroit is in their second NFC uh, game in franchise history. They was, I remember the 1991 game that they were in. And then of course the 49ers, good Lord, you know, they're in their third straight uh, NFC championship game. And uh, they've been in a whole bunch of them over the years. But, man, here we go. We got Brock Purdy. We got uh, Jared Goff. You know, Goff, you know, used to play in that NFC West. And, uh, man, this is this is interesting, uh, Dustin, because I've never seen rookies have such an impact on a team like the, the Detroit Lions. And, man, you got to give it up to those guys. This is what teams should do. When you draft the right way, this is the rewards that you get. And, yeah. boy, the, the Detroit is enjoying it.
1: Yeah, when you draft the right way and when you get a coach in here who is a leader and has his guys buying in and believing in him. And, you know, three years ago when Dan Campbell's making this this coaching speech in his interview saying, you know, kneecaps, biting kneecaps and things like this, everybody's joking <laughs> this guy going, man, is this guy serious? He's not going to last. And look at the culture he's built in Detroit. And it's just unbelievable to see. And it, it's great to see for those fans. And you got to give Tampa credit. They came in and gave them a good game. But Detroit's offense was humming and made made the right plays. And Hutchinson was a beast on the D-line. And, and I like where they're at right now, Gene. And this game is one that, you know, we're going to have to talk about that I am – I am completely on the fence about it and, and <laughs> because because the 49ers, let's be completely honest, they they really almost should have lost that game. Uh, they really the should have. Uh, the kicker missed a field goal once again for Green Bay that could have made it a seven-point game, and McCaffrey comes back and scores a touchdown. But that was a game that Green Bay led for the entirety of the game and Purdy, he, uh, he threw it 39 times, and that's one of my biggest things going into this week, Genus the 49ers, as, as good as Brock Purdy is, he's a good quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him. They do not want him throwing the ball 39 times a game. And so it's going to be interesting to see with that. you got the question about Debo Samuel. Is he going to play, which is a big factor? I, again, we talked about the matchups. To have Detroit coming back into San Francisco, Jared Goff, the way he's playing, um, I think this is going to be another game that is going to be a close game and is going to come down to late in the fourth quarter.
0: Hmm. i tell you what, and, and, and one of the reasons why San Francisco struggled so much because they just seem to be clueless after, you know, Debo goes down and not knowing that he is so impactful uh, on the field. You know, yeah. he, he gives them so many options, okay? And you not can line them up anywhere. Yeah, you can line them up anywhere. And then we saw Christian McCaffrey over there getting worked out. So it looked like they had more injuries in that game than 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 maybe they're telling us about, which, you know, it, it, and that's why uh, Purdy had to put that ball up, you know, more than he, he wanted to. Yeah. So that right there, that's why that game was close. And, you know, look, and Green Bay got a little bit, you know, pass happy too, and that's what it ultimately caused them the game because they had that game. The 49ers okay. were defeated. Now, the question is, do they come back and play the same type of game? Now, Shanahan is a smart coach. Chances are they don't come back and play that same game. Chances Mm -hmm. are, I guarantee you, and I said this on Jacob's show yesterday, look, if these guys are questionable, they're going to play. All right? Yeah you know that they're going to play. I think Debo, even if he is not impactful, he's going to be out there as a decoy. He's going to be out there. McCaffrey, McCaffrey may not run as much. He might be, you know, used as a receiver, but the 49ers are not going to play the same type of game that they played last Sunday. And Detroit needs to be prepared for that. And, uh so and, I mean and that's, that's a, one thing
1: i want that's one thing i wanted to mention too and i'll let you make the first pick on this one since i made the pick mm-hmm, on the last one but mm-hmm. is the we talked you just said it samuel mccaffrey we would expect in the play and you would expect shanahan to change up the game plan on the flip side and one thing i talked about on jacob's show that does concern me a little bit with san francisco gene which you're not we're surprised that this happens is they did not get a good pass rush on jordan love and that's why jordan love was able to have success for most of that game and if they if their D line goes against Detroit, who has one of the better offensive lines in the league, and they can't get pressure on golf, you know Ben Johnson, who we just talked about is probably the top head coaching guy on the market, is going to scheme up and have success. So I I expect Detroit, and this is why I'm so hard on this game, I'll let you make the pick first, but this is why I'm going back and forth, is because I expect Detroit to actually move the ball and score points. I think they're gonna do that. My question is can Detroit who, can Detroit get enough stops on defense? to to really stay in the game. And and the one thing that concerns me, you just said it word for word. San Francisco had their scare this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, they're going to come back ready to go this Sunday. And you know, they're going to be more prepared than they were last week. And and that's why I kind of say, man, they're going to be ready to go on Sunday.
0: They are going to be ready to go. Look, and I think here, and I'm not expecting Jared Goff to throw the ball a bunch of times because he shouldn't have to look, you got, And look, throughout the season, you rarely saw Gibbs and Montgomery on the field at the same time. I don't know why. I would put both of those guys out there. They both do different things on the field, but you got to put both of them out there. You got to have all of them out there. You got to have Brown and Laporta are usually out there, but you got to have both of these running backs out there. You got to make that defense really think who's going to get this ball and what they're going to do with it. You got to have both those running backs out there because if they see if 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 Chase and Bosa. They see yeah. Goff getting ready to throw this ball. I think those guys are going to put so much pressure on. I think that defense is going to put so much pressure on Jared Goff that he won't have time to do anything with that ball. And I think I think, because I think the 49ers already realized they might be limited on offense. And I think yeah. they're going to put all their trust in this defense to hold it down for them on Sunday and get them to the super bowl i just i I see that so yeah i am gonna pick the 49ers as much Mm -hmm. as i want detroit to to win because you know man we've supported them and 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 sort of adopted them all year but man because the 49ers got the the, you know they 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 dodged a bullet they what's the old cliche we say uh they uh, they stole one at home last week. They
1: did, they did. They survived in advance. And, yeah, exactly. they
0: did. And I think I think Jawan Jennings is probably going to have a bigger game, especially if Debo Samuel's is not uh, that that healthy. But watch out for Bosa and Chase Young because look, they didn't go out and get that guy for nothing. You know, yeah. Bosa and Chase Young were were, were were teammates, right? At one time in college, right? So yeah, they look, were. and and and, and Dre Greenlaw. And, and uh, Travarius Ward, man, trust me, these guys are going to be ready. Fred Warner, this defense is going to show up and show out, and I just feel bad. I, I just don't – I hope that they don't have Jared Goff passing this ball uh, 30, 40 times because it's, it's not going to help them at all. Purdy doesn't have to do much of nothing, okay? I, I'm not even worried about Brock Purdy. Uh He's got McCaffrey. I think the defense is going to – uh buy him enough points maybe even yeah uh to where uh, you know it could be a low scoring game i just think that defense is going to probably be the mvp of of, of sunday's game
1: yeah listen I, I i can't disagree with anything you said there i mean i, I think the before you, know, if you just said it sometimes when you survive in a a close one it propels you to to go on it and make this deep run and i think that's kind of where they're sitting and so i i literally have went back and forth um And you're right, Brock Purdy. They need to make sure they limit what he does. And I'm looking for Aiden Hutchinson to go have another big game as well. I'm gonna do it, Gene. I'm taking both number one seeds to lose on Sunday. I'm going to pick the Lions to pull (laughs) off the upset. Um, I just think, again, what I saw last week, and I know they're gonna change a game plan, but from what I saw last week, and and don't forget, in the middle of the year before they traded for Chase Young, the 49ers defense was having trouble getting pressure, and I just think if you you talk about you don't want Jared Goff to have to do a whole lot, but if they can't get pressure on Jared Goff, he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. And when you have weapons like Laporta and St. Brown, who has just been unbelievable, you talk about, you know, he's been snubbed because he is pissed off and he's playing with a purpose. And Mm -hmm. if they continue to get him the ball and they are able to protect Goff and get that run game going with Gibbs and Montgomery, I love what Detroit's offense does. I'm just hoping, that their defense can get enough stops with those weapons you mentioned on San Francisco's side to, to to get them off the field and get their offense back on the field. But, listen, this is the first time Detroit's been there in a while. Dan Campbell, you know, is going to have these guys ready to oh, go play. I know. He's I know gonna he have, will. He's going to have them against the world going against San Francisco because he's going to tell his guys nobody's giving them a shot. And I'm riding with Dan Campbell, bite some kneecaps, and give me the Detroit <laughs> Lions to get a win on Sunday.
0: I tell you what, Dustin Pfeiffer. Look, man, if 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 both number one seeds lose, man, I'm going to send you a twenty ounce porterhouse steak to Charlotte, man.
1: Hey, we're gonna have this on recording. <laughs> I want everybody to know this is this is because look, this
0: man. Recording. I just look. I think one of these number one seeds are gonna be there. I just think it's gonna be the 49ers. Look, I'm just look, man. Hargrave, you know the sacks. Uh, Eric Umstead, Warner. I mean, man, these guys. I, I'm just afraid of this defense. Yeah. And and look, they're they're familiar. Some of these guys are familiar with Jared exactly. Goff. You know, yeah. they they played with him when he was with the the Rams. I played against him when it when he was with the Rams. Man, I want Detroit to win. You know me. who else was and,
1: familiar with Jared Goff? That would be Sean McVay and the Rams, and he sent them home packing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I, but man, this is a tall order It is. This is a tall and you, and you mentioned Fred Warner, that's going to be a big
0: way yes. in the middle
1: for them to try yes. to maybe take out Laporta. So there, there's going to be so many back and forth yes. with the, with these game plans with Shanahan and Ben Johnson and then Dan Campbell on defense. It's who's going to make the adjustments the most. And it's going to be fun to watch.
0: It's going to be fun to watch, man. And I tell you what, I, I, oh man, it's gonna be fun! Look, so you just you shocked me with the two the two number one seeds <laughs> going down. We're gonna have two number three seeds playing, this. and so you basically are telling me if we're gonna have a Lions Chiefs Super Bowl. You know, that's, so no, that's, that's what I'm
1: telling you. We're gonna have the, the crazy that. Detroit fans. We're gonna have Taylor Swift. We're gonna have Andy oh, Mahomes man. going for a Super Bowl. We might, you know, listen. We're gonna bring you know the most Detroit of the country
0: has already turned on the Chiefs. Uh, the people that used to love the Chiefs don't love them anymore because of Taylor Swift. I, I,
1: I, I'm, I I'm i not there. I'm not one of I, those can, can I tell these people something, Gene? Get, <laughs> get, get a life, okay? Because, listen, I, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I respect what she's done and what she's built because she is a good artist. But I, I don't sit here and I'm not calling myself a Swiftie and go out and listen to Taylor Swift music. But you tell me them cutting away to Taylor Swift during the game how that's really affecting your life. You're not missing a game. You're not missing a play on the field. You're not missing any of the action. Would you rather hear Jim Nance and A Romo scream all game? I mean, come on. Everybody, I just don't. have some fun. Uh, there, I think it's just people are I don't like to see people happy. They were already tired of the Chiefs winning every year. Now they got Taylor Swift on their side. Just, just sit back and, and and let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. It's not that oh, big of a deal. Well,
0: well, look, Oh, I forgot to tell everyone that, yes, yeah, CBS is caring the, the the Ravens and uh, Chiefs, so you will see Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So Romo once again will refer to uh, Taylor Swift as his wife, uh, yeah. K- Kelsey's wife. I think he does that on purpose, right?
1: And listen, give give me more <laughs> of Jason Kelsey with his shirt off, chugging beers in the stands. Because oh. I'm all for that.
0: Hey, now that guy. Look, hey, wait a minute. Live you know what I meant life. to t- what I meant to say about? I think he was trying to uh, uh, outdo her. Well, you think he was trying to uh, show her up in that? I think no, he was. I,
1: I, I think that's a guy who knows that he just retired from football. I think he's so. moving on to the next step of his career, which is going to be media because him and Travis Kelsey already have a very successful podcast. Um, and listen, again, I'm going to say it just like I said with Taylor Swift. I'm going to say it with Jason Kelsey. Live your best life. Uh, there, I mean, let the God let the people be happy. If if they're happy, they're yeah, happy, yeah. and it is what it is. And as long as it's not affecting me, and it bothers from nobody. Play, exactly. Now, yeah. if they start yeah. showing Taylor Swift, and I'm missing action on the field or missing Th- something, then we got it, a problem. Then we got a problem.
0: Okay. So all right. Well, look real quick, and let's just kind of move it up to the NBA here because we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about this. And like I said, Dustin Pfeiffer uh, does cover. The Charlotte Hornets for Ballet Sports South East here. You're listening to the Sports Kings here. We're streaming live on podbean.com. And, uh, hey, if you miss any part of the show, don't forget you can catch the podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So, look, we haven't talked a lot of NBA on the Sports Kings, but we're going to jump into it today because, man, big firings <laughs> yeah. happening in the NBA. I mean, we, the one that went under the radar, of course – was Wes Unsell Jr., which yeah. yeah didn't surprise me. The only surprise Dustin was that, okay, so you relieve Wes Unsell Jr. uh of his duties from the Washington Wizards because of his seven and thirty six record, but you move him to the front office as an advisor. Well who the hell are you advising <laughs> when you were seven and thirty six, right? <laughs> yeah, that that, that, that part I don't like, understand. That
1: seems like and again this is going to sound bad, but that seems like one of those moves, hey Wes Untell Jr., your dad, is, is one of the thank historic you, historic you, members you. of that franchise. I know, I know. And we want to take care of you and make sure that you still have a role in this organization. Which, listen, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it with all his family and he's done for that, that organization. But that's just kind of what that seems like in my it eyes. Is, but but it, all just, it is. All it is for Washington is, hey, we're going to get started early on this rebuild um, because, you know, they have one of the worst situations in the NBA right now. Let's let's be honest about it. And they've got to start building for the future. And so they finally got rid of Bradley Beal. They finally are, are trying to tear this thing down from the bottom up. And we're going to see what's going to happen with them going forward.
0: Which Which he didn't have anything to do with. I'm thinking, okay, yes. I mean, he's just dealing with the hand that they look cause we just Jordan Poole and, and Kyle Kuzma thing is just not working. Me yeah. and you said that at the beginning, what, five, six games into the gotcha. season. But Absolutely. anyway, so Wes Wes Onsell Jr. is is uh, relieved of his duties and you're right. I said the same thing that hey it, it, you know, Wes Onsell a legend when it comes legend. to the to the yeah. Wizards or Bullets if you old enough to remember what their name was. But the big story of course and Dustin know that uh i was all over this i did not think that adrian griffith should have been hired and i think that he was in over his head and now reports are coming out and this is what pisses me off too because look we don't never really talk about our other counterparts in the media but uh, you know when he was hired everybody oh yeah great high great high sometimes you just got to call it the way you see it you know I, i you fire you fire a coach of the year and an NBA champion, and the Milwaukee Bucks got what they what they deserve. You shouldn't have never got rid of the guy. And Dustin, here's the writing on the wall. Last week, a week before, when the Cleveland Cavaliers beat Milwaukee by forty points, they they talked with uh, Portis after the game and he says, Man, you know, we probably could have did a better job of playing defense. And I'm like, Really? Are you saying this in a post game interview? Yeah. And boy, two days later, guess who gets fired? Two days,
1: two days later,
0: yeah. Listen,
1: <laughs> it's I, I gotta give you, I gotta give you all the props in the world on this one because you were on this one for a while now, and I, I gotta, I mean, I'm not surprised. I was a little surprised at how how quickly it happened because they are sitting at 30 and 13. But again, we just mentioned it earlier when when you when the organization sees signs of any type of you know, turmoil or players not not backing their coaches they're not buying in, there, there's going to be some changes made. And, and, I, and I said from the start, I know you've been on for a while to fire him. I go back to what you say about hiring. I, I'm not saying that Adrian Griffin can't be a head coach in this league and did not deserve a shot. But for a team, Gene, who has one of the best players in the NBA, now two best players in the NBA with Giannis and Dane, and trying to win a championship right now, hiring a first-year head coach, is normally not the way to go. You look at all the teams around the league that, that are competing for championships every year, they're not going in there with all of these superstars and personalities with a first-year head coach. And so it was it was set up to fail. And It was set up to fail. Hopefully he gets another shot in the future maybe with a better situation where he can kind of build something. But when you walk right into a situation of what you just said, a coach who won a championship and a coach of the year and was fired, you're expected to be the best of the best from day one. And even though their record looks good, they have been very inconsistent on defense. They have mm-hmm. been very inconsistent performance-wise night in and night out. You can see the the, the schemes that they're running for for Dame and, and how that's going to set up with Giannis haven't really been meshing well. And, and this is the result we're at. And I know we're about to get into the name that replaced him. But, again, it was set up to fail. And a team that is built like this to win now has to have a veteran coach that also has a pretty big personality that can handle situations like this.
0: Yeah, I, and and I know Butenholz is somewhere going. Really, I told you so. I mean, look, when they said defense, one thing they did play was defense. It was defense under him. Yeah. And look, just because you get ousted in the first round, well, hey, stuff happens. You know, I mean, that was not enough to fire this guy, and 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 they paid for it. So yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Adrian Griffin, but yeah, you know, and he never should have. You know, uh, got that job, and you're right, Damian Lillard. We all know this guy has never played defense. You know, so yeah. um, and and and, uh, but anyway, so that's that's done, and they are, uh, you know, in second place, three three and a half games out, and I I still think it's going to come down to the Celtics and and the Bucks, but boy, they got to turn it around, and
1: and listen, and- if you're going to do it, you got to do it now because if you would have waited. Later in the season, I don't think any coach is going to come in and have enough time. And it's still going to be questionable to whether the new coach comes in and has enough time to to get playing the way he wants to play. And so they had to do it right away to try to get that ball rolling. And obviously, you know, go ahead and say the name that came in. And it's a very interesting name. And, and it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see, see, see what happens with them in this situation. Well,
0: they have decided to steal Doc Rivers away from ESPN. And sign him to a uh, contract there worth forty million dollars. So the contract runs through 2027. 20, 20, so what what are we looking at? Three year contract for forty million dollars. So that's uh, pretty interesting there. So it is fully guaranteed with no options. And this is uh, uh, as being reported uh, uh, by uh, FanDuel's. Uh, run it back so anyway and you know you know
1: know what that contract says to me gene it says to me that doc doc rivers had a lot of leverage on the milwaukee bucks he he and now we now we did hear that he was consulting with adrian griffin kind of helping out so he kind of already had a tie there but it's a guy to me who sat back and said hey listen i'm sitting right now on espn making a ton of money sitting back calling games not stressed so if you want me to come be this guy and be on your bench I'm going to have to get that payday, and boy, did he get that payday.
0: He got a payday, and not only that, so they're still going to be paying uh, Adrian Griffin <laughs> and Mike Budenhoser, so how about that, Milwaukee? Yeah. You know, just by making these boneheaded decisions, you, yeah. you, you kind of like taking a page from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders there who are still paying what, John Gruden and uh, 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 Josh McDaniels, and, you know, all of the, it's just crazy how these things happen here. But anyway... Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is, uh, so Doc Rivers is back and so, and you so had, let me
1: get your thoughts. Do you, do you think he's the right guy and will this
0: work? Well, I think, I think so. I mean, I think you had to go and get somebody that could come in now. Look, we're a couple of uh, weeks away from all-star weekend and, you know, so he'll have a little time to get in there and, and I don't know, uh, what coaching staff he's going to be able to bring in. He might, he probably had to keep some of the coaches that are there uh, because everybody else is already have a job in, in coaching, you know, you, yeah. so, uh, so he's probably gonna have to come in and, and, and inherit Griffin's team. And, and and maybe there's a coach out there that uh, didn't have a job he could bring in. So doc is well-respected in the league. You know, I mean, he still has that stigma of, uh, you know, not being able to get win the big one, but I tell you what, he does have a lot of leverage, uh, over that third-place team in the uh, East, and that's the 76ers, a team that he knows very well. So it's a good yeah. hire. When And then, I mean, the Celtics organization is not the same, but, you know, so he's coached that organization. So he has the East Coast ties there, yeah. well, you know, played with the Hawks, you know, when he was a, a, a player. But, no, I think it's a good hire. I think I think it stabilizes the the franchise there in Milwaukee. I don't think they should go any lower than what they are and I think it's going to be a hell of a series uh, between the Celtics and the uh, and, yeah. and 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 Milwaukee. I, I tell you what, they cannot afford to lose to another <laughs> Miami or Indiana team. You know, or Orlando in the first round of the playoffs. I know that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, listen. I, I, I first of all, first of all, I do think it's a good hire. Um, I think it's a guy who I just said again has experience, has championship experience, and has that personality to come in and be able to handle big names like a Damian Lillard or a Giannis. And and listen, as much as as much props as we give for Giannis, and he's a great player, one of the best players in the league, and what he's done. This is now kind of looking like, hey, he he's a little difficult as far as when relationships come with coaches. Because you talk about Budenholzer, that that's one of the reasons he was kind of out because Giannis, they, you know, they, they didn't really weren't meshing real well as it went on. Now Adrian Griffin, when you're the star of a franchise, we see it with LeBron, we see it here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to start taking that heat. Like, man, these guys keep leaving and you're the face of this franchise. So, but Doc Rivers, I think, is a good guy to come in. And I do think he'll do well. I think he'll do better than Adrian Griffin and they'll have a chance to, to make a run. But what I will say, and I'm going to give some props to Wayne Brown here, our guy, downtown Wayne Brown. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers has walked into a lot of ready-made situations. We talk about the Celtics and they won a mm-hmm. championship. We talk about the Clippers and they didn't mm-hmm. get over the hump there. We talk about the Sixers they didn't get over the hump there. Now he comes here. Like at some point, I know his name and his reputation is going to be there, and he can get jobs. But at some point, Gene, if he doesn't get over that hump, I know he's got the one championship. But if we keep saying, man, he's got these, he's 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 coaching MVPs of the league, Gene. He's had beat. Yeah. Now he's yeah. got Giannis, who's an MVP, and then he yeah. dealt with those guys. And like, at some point, if you can't get these guys over the hump, at some point, these situations will start drying up a little more because you're going to be seen as a coach who is a good coach, just like what we talked about with McDermott. But you're not getting over that hump. But I know he's won a championship, so that's hard to say. But that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think you know, th- I think he's got something to prove, and it's going to be interesting to see. If he can prove it with
0: Milwaukee. Well, look, and, and that 2008 team that that was a big three. I mean, come on, big you, three. You, yeah, you had the, you had uh, Ray Allen, you had Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. I mean, come on now. Yeah. So, I mean, that team right there, anybody could have won with that team. Yeah. You know, so you're right, and look, it's not going to be easy because you got the Celtics. The Celtics is reloaded, and yeah. less and 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 the 76ers are not bad, but how about the New York Knicks? I was, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, you, I was just gonna say, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You might have to deal with the resurging New York Knicks, yeah. who are not going to be an easy out. Because for a Laker guy, I like the New York Knicks. I like, I like uh, Tom Thibodeau. Always have, man. And yeah. and now they, they got OG uh the an boy. This New York team, and you got a guard. Uh, I I tell yeah. you what, man, uh, Jalen Bronson, Is that guy not a stud or what?
1: Well, can we just real quick, can we just say that it's absolutely ridiculous that I know it's a fan vote thing. Trust me, I get all that, but it's ridiculous that he's not the starter for the Eastern Conference All-Stars and it went to Damian Lillard. Don't don't get me wrong. Damian Lillard's had great numbers. He's a great player. But this year, if we're talking about best point guards, Jalen Brunson has been dominant.
0: Come on, man. It's stupid because look, not only can this guy go out and get his, but he can yeah. make sure you get yours. Yeah, you know how many point guards can hit thirty-five and then still have about yeah. twelve assists. You know, yeah. No,
1: your your point spot on about the Eastern <laughs> Conference. It's it's and, and really both conferences. They they are stacking up to be strong. Even in the West now, you're going to say the same thing. Like some of these teams who are used to just skating through to the end. You know, whether it's you know Lakers, Nuggets, whoever it may be. Like now you got these young these young up and coming teams with the Thunder and the Timberwolves and and Sacramento and teams like that. And now on the East. I know Boston's the the clear-cut favorite, and you've got Milwaukee there, but you just mentioned the Knicks. Um, I think that OG and an OB trade was a, an amazing trade for them. I think it really yeah. balanced them out and only improved their defense even more with Tibbs being a defensive guy. And I don't think they're done making deals yet. I think they see we got something here. We got something with Brunson, and now Randall's even playing well. He's found his role, and we've got something with OG. Like They're going to try to go make a move. That's a big market team. And I like, honestly, what the 76ers are doing. I, I like Nick Nurse as a coach. I mm-hmm. think Embiid mm-hmm. right now is the MVP of the league again. Oh, yeah. and, and with him and Maxie, with that one-two punch, they've yeah. got some good things yeah. going on. They do. And then you've even got the Cavaliers, who have won eight or nine in a row yeah. with yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it's not going to be easy in the East. That's why I'm saying it's not just no. going to be, oh, hey, we have Doc Rivers. This is going to fix everything. Well, and, 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 to and wait to, it's not going uh, to work like that.
0: No, wait till Halliburton comes back. And we still haven't seen him and Siakam, uh, yeah. how that, how that's going to work. And, of course, someone's going to have to suffer that. And I think, I think Miami, Orlando... Those guys are gonna suffer there. I don't I just don't think you know, that play in tournament right now would be, you know, you're looking at Miami, Orlando, Chicago and and, and, and the Hawks there, which, you know, I I, th- I think one through six over there in that Eastern, I think it's pro- probably gonna stay where it is. There might yeah. be some juggernauts between four, five, and six. I think one, two, and three are locked down. I don't I yeah. don't I don't see where it's gonna change between Boston, Milwaukee and Philly over there and yeah. in, in, in that east but uh, yeah. looking over there in the West, man, I tell you what, the West, look, folks didn't know that, you know, Minnesota and and and, uh, and I watched Minnesota play last night in and, and Oklahoma, man. Now, things are going to change in the West drastically. And look, now here, you know, a Laker fan is getting ready to say that the Clippers, <laughs> the Clippers are so close to winning an NBA championship that you can almost smell it. Because things are changing over there in the West, you know, and I'm sick and tired of my Lakers who are sitting in ninth place. They what won the last hell year? is this? Who cares about winning over the Bulls <laughs> who are sitting in the same damn ninth place that they're sitting in? I mean, who cares, right? But look at this, okay? I mean, is this acceptable? If Kobe Bryant was on this, uh, uh, living on this earth today, you think this would be acceptable? You know, Laker fans just go for anything. You pay $500 to set up in the nosebleeds to watch this. Okay. But the Clippers, who move into their own arena next year, and that owner is as patient as, boy, he is patient, patient, patient. The Clippers are going to win an NBA championship in the next two to three years.
1: I mean, listen, it, it's going to be the same question. It's going to come down to health. And for the first time this year, knock on some wood for the Clippers fans, this team has stayed fairly healthy. And, and they've got and, – and listen, I, I think we both, Gene, have to take a step back and say – that. and, and again, it, it's just a small sample size. But I think a lot of people said when James Harden went to the Clippers that this was going to be a disaster. But I think they – in the first six games were bad. But since then, they've had the best record in the entire NBA. And I think they've meshed well, pretty well together. I I think think James Harden has figured out his role. He knows he can score when he needs to, but also distribute the ball. Um, Paul George and Leonard have been healthy for the most part, which is the biggest key of all for the last few years for the Clippers. And then Russell Westbrook has completely turned into a different player and bought into his role off the bench. He he loves it. And and they just seem to have that chemistry. And you're right. If they stay healthy, they are going – I would put them as one of the top three or four teams in NBA to win a championship if they have their full healthy group going to the playoffs. uh, And they have one of the better coaches as well. So they they have a lot going for them in the L.A. Clippers.
0: Things are going to change because Denver – look, Denver, the Clippers, and Phoenix are probably going to take one, two, and three in in, in the West at some point in time. I just think that's going to change. The shocker – you know, the Lakers, it's expected. They are going to suck. Regardless. The shocker Come on, Gene. Come the, the, on. The man. Lakers are gonna suck. They they're right there in this play in <laughs> stuff. I think the NBA loves yeah. for the Lakers to be there because they get ratings from they won the play in season the play in tournament. Now guess what? Uh, uh the in season tournament. Now they're gonna they're right there in play in <laughs> tournament. Okay. Which yeah. just is is horrendous. But the shocker is Golden State at the twelfth spot here. Yeah. Now, this is a shocker because you still have a legitimate strong. You still got Draymond. You still got Clay. You still got Steph. You still got 70% of that championship team. And I don't understand how they are in the 12th seed uh, right now. Uh, I mean, uh, below the Rockets, you know. Well, uh, they they just, they just, don't, they just don't have
1: a lot, they just don't have a lot of depth, and, and Clay Thompson is just not the guy that he used to be, and no. and Dray, Draymond Green is not the guy that he used to be. These, these guys are just getting older, and out of the guys that are getting older in this core, Steph Curry seems to be the only one that, that still hasn't really had a drop off. And again, I know you don't want to hear this, but that goes back to. I mean, we give credit to LeBron and what he's doing in year 21. I mean, these guys drop off, and Clay's had a lot of injuries to go with that, so that's a big thing. But it's, it's, it's the combination of that. It's the combination of them not just having the depth that they want to have. Wiggins has dropped off. Camingo uh, and Kerr just can't seem to get along. Unless they make a big trade, I, I, I think they could probably still get into that play-in range, like you said, but unless they, they do something, Gene, I just don't see the Warriors having anything to make a make a deep run this year, and, I mean, and they got like a long said, way. To they go. got a long way to go, and like you said, with all these <laughs> other teams that are ascending while they're descending, yeah. that makes it even tougher to to go up the ranks. And it's yeah. going to be interesting to see. I mean, you're going to have your Nuggets, you're going to have your Clippers right there. Um, the Kings are going to be right there. And then you're going to have those young guns and the Thunder and the, and the T-Wolves. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to watch as the season continues.
0: Yeah, because the Suns
1: are – And like, I'm not giving up the, on your Lakers just yet. All right. I, I, not, I, look,
0: I – I it's look you know my setup in my in my in my media room we both got the same setup and I used to put the Lakers on my bigger TV now the, the Lakers I watch Lakers games on my cell phone now okay it's just that on bad. your cell phone come on <laughs> oh my goodness dude they went it's, all the, it's, way it's, the I, cell it's phone? not I can't even watch them on the big TV no more it's bad I don't even watch them on the smaller TVs it's wow. it's cell phone it, it's bad it's bad it's just that bad I, I you know and I knew they was going to win last night. But look,
1: and they and it was a struggle.
0: It was a struggle it against wasn't. the Bulls at it home.
1: Wasn't. Yeah. So – Yeah, they're going to have to make some moves too, I would think. I know they've been interested in DeJounte Murray and some different things like that. But I, I, think, you, I think if you're a Lakers fan, you got to be pretty happy of what Anthony Davis has given you and stayed healthy. Um, same thing with LeBron James. But it's going to be the same old question as can these guys around them provide enough and that's the thing with these other teams gene they're built so deep you look at the nuggets you look at the thunder like and the kings they have depth from their starters to their bench so when their starters do have to go out of the game there's not a drop off and that's not the case with the lakers if lebron goes out if anthony davis goes out there's a big drop off and that's it and so you know and and i look at a guy like d'angelo russell who has been on the tear why can't he do this at night in the night out i'll never know Um, But, yeah, until they have role guys around them and other guys, including Austin Reeves, who we thought was going to be one of those guys, he hasn't been consistent either. They just don't have that consistency around LeBron and AD to to right now consider them a championship. And this is
0: why it's so tough, you know, because, you know, being a Laker fan, because you've always measured yourself up against the success of your rival, the Celtics. The Celtics are back on top. They're back on top. The Lakers and the Celtics are tied for the most championships. Look like the Celtics are closer to breaking that tie, but the Celtics have consistently been better than the Lakers, and 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 settling for this, this uh, you know uh, this this is just bad. I won't be excited until I hear that either LeBron has retired and they have traded. Uh,
1: Why are you AD? blaming LeBron? This ain't about LeBron. Why are you blaming well, LeBron? This is about the guys because around. Because I
0: know that. Look, in a matter of time. It's going to happen. We we know that is. LeBron is not going to keep this up forever. So you have to think I'm about. Starting the to, I'm starting
1: to wonder at some point, Gene, because this guy just does not
0: drop. I know. I mean, look, I'm excited when he's there, but I also know that when he's not there, and, or when if he gets an injury, that it's not a two or three day, uh two or three game injury. You know, right. if he if he gets a good a big injury, he's going to be gone for a while. I agree. And I agree. and I, and the Lakers are not in a position to 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 you know, to, to handle that. And now so, there's
1: the report about Darvin Hamm and whether he's he's got the buy-in from this team or not.
0: Well, yeah, well, uh, you know, his rotations are no better than Frank Vogel's. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like watching the same coach. And you
1: just mentioned, you were just about to mention Frank Vogel before I made you go on your Lakers rant that the Suns are playing some pretty good basketball right
0: Yeah, now. I mean, well, look, you better be when you got Bradley Beal, <laughs> Devin Booker, and Kevin uh, Durant all healthy, <laughs> you that's better true. be playing. And the, and look, I tell you, the one player that Milwaukee misses is Grayson Allen.
1: They do one hundred percent. He he provides shooting and spacing oh and defense and and hustle, and they they Ooh. are missing him. And the other guy they're missing, to, they had to do to get Dame Lillard is the the guy they're missing the most is Drew Holiday because Thank that you. was their number one defensive Thank stopper.
0: Hello. and that's
1: why I know. I know and we're going to wrap this up, but I know Adrian Griffin gets a lot of blame. But the organization had to know when they traded for Damian Lillard there was going to be a drop off in defense because go. that's not Damian Lillard's game. He's it getting older. Sense. He's still a great player. But you gotta hope that Doc Rivers can come and figure out how to scheme around that because I just don't see overnight Damian Lillard's defense becoming yeah all NBA. I mean Yeah,
0: that that's true. That's true. Hey folks, hope you have enjoyed The Sports Kings here. We can do this
1: all day, Gene. Well, we can can
0: because it's rare that, look, football, I can't say what our specialty is because we get into everything. But anyway, we didn't get into college basketball, but we'll catch up on that here because in the next couple of weeks, folks, conference championships are going to be taking place. And, hey, in case you didn't know, Dustin is a dookie. All right, just (laughs) want to let you know he's a dookie. And I know he's got a lot. Can't wait till the new polls come out next week. But I'll be talking about that on the Mean G Show next week. But, hey, enjoy the AFC, NFC Championship Games this week. And we'll be back here next week to break that down. Enjoy your week. Dustin, hey, man, both number one seeds, boy, they go down. I will be calling you this weekend. You will be calling (laughs) me. I'm going to let you know how I want my state cooked (laughs) and I want to send right over to my house. I will deliver it, okay? Hey, folks. Uh, You have been listening to the Sports Kings here, streaming live on Podbean. We'll see you back here next week.